go ahead yourself. Okay. Good morning, everyone. It's um, such a bliss, blessing and privilege to be able to be with you again this Sunday and to be sharing God's word. We will continue on the topic of prayer. Um, but this, this week I felt um, that um, the topic that I want to share with you is gratitude and prayer. So we are going to read from um, Psalms 103. We're going to read the whole psalm. Um, I think in your screens you're going to see um, the ESD version. I want to read from the Passion Translation. And it says, with my whole heart, with my whole life, and with my innermost being, I bow in wonder and love before you, the Holy God, Yahweh. You are my sole celebration. How could I ever forget the miracles of your kindness, of, of the kindness you've done for me? You kiss my heart with forgiveness in spite of all I've done. You've healed me inside and out from every disease. You've rescued me from the hell and saved my life. You've crowned me with love and mercy. You satisfy my every desire with good things. You supercharge my life so that I can soar again like a flying eagle in the sky. You are a God who makes things right, giving justice to the defenseless. You unveiling to Moses your plans. You show Israel's sons what you could do. Lord, you are so kind and tender-hearted and so patient with people who fail you. Your love is like a flooding river overflowing its banks with kindness. You don't look at us only to find our faults, just that you can hold a grudge against us. You may discipline us for our many sins, but never as much as we really deserve. Nor do you even, not do you get even with us for what we've done. Higher than the highest heavens, that's how high your tender mercy extends. Oh dear, I've just lost my, my verse. <laughs> Greater than the grandeur of heaven above is the greatness of your loyal love, towering over all who fear you and bow down before you. Farther than from a sunrise to a sunset, that's how far you remove our guilt from us. The same way loving father feels towards his children, that's but a sample of your tender feeling towards us, your beloved children who live in awe of you. You know all about us, inside and out. You are mindful that we are made from dust. Our days are so few and our momentary beauty so sweetly fades away. Then all of a sudden we are gone, like grass clippings blown away in a gust of wind, taken away to our appointed to our appointment with death, leaving nothing to show that we were here. But Lord, your endless love stretches from one eternity to the other, unbroken and unrelenting towards those who fear you and those who bow face down in awe before you. Your faithfulness to keep every gracious promise you've made. 
passes from parents to children, to grandchildren and beyond. You are faithful to all those who follow your ways and keep your words. Yahweh has established his throne in heaven. His kingdom rules the entire universe. So bless the Lord, all of his messengers of power, for you are his mighty heroes who listen intently to the voice of his word to do it. Bless and praise the Lord, your mighty warriors, ministers who serve him well and fulfill his desires. I will bless and praise the Lord with my whole heart. Let all his works throughout the earth, whenever his dominion stretches, let everything bless the Lord. Amen. Let's just pray and um, ask God to speak to us this morning. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for your word today. Father, you are faithful, you are kind, you are tender. <coughs> Lord, there's no one like you. And this morning, Father, we want to be grateful in our hearts to exalt your name, to tell you how amazing you are. We are so grateful that we, are, we can call you Father and that we are your children. We give you all glory, all praise. And I pray, Holy Spirit, right now, may your love and your kindness and your tenderness be upon our lives right now, wherever we are listening to this message this morning. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. So I was um, sharing with you that <clears throat> this week I felt that you know over the past few weeks we have been going on this topic of prayer and um, one of the messages I gave was you know uh, Paul's prayer in prison and then how <clears throat> God answers uh, our prayers with a yes with a no with a maybe but this week as I was thinking you know what what um, text shall I share with you uh, God put in my heart that there should be also gratitude as we pray. And I was the, the one thing that, that came to my mind, especially this week, was to be grateful to God for answering our prayer as a church for Pastor Rod and Karen's life. This week, I think on, on Monday, he came back home. And I think that for me, I mean, I mean every, every kind of seasons that we've gone with him uh, you know the the good stuff uh, it's been great but I think to finally know that he's back home that he's back with Karen there was such a joy in my heart that I said God I think just as much as we have prayed and and have persevered and have you know asked you Lord to to move uh, these circumstances uh, for Pastor Rod's life now we want to raise a prayer of of gratefulness, of thanksgiving to you, because you have been good. You are always good. And just as, you know, um, this week we were able to, to have Pastor Rod back at home. Last week, my mother-in-law passed away. And for me, God still remains good. He has done his will on his children. He has answered his children's prayer in different ways than we expected. And I think I like what um, the Apostle Paul tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 and 17. He says, rejoice always. Verse 17, 
Pray without ceasing, and 18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. We should pray and we should be grateful in all circumstances. You know, sometimes I think for me, the, the last preaching that I gave about, you know, God's prayer, how God answers our prayer with a yes and no and a maybe. Obviously, whenever we pray, we always expect God to say yes to our request. We always expect him to, to do what we ask him, what we pray, what we request of him. And um, I think one of the things I have learned is that God does his will, but not necessarily what you want him to do. And I think when we understand that, that everything that the Lord allows in our lives and allows in this world, it's part of his greater plan that sometimes we won't understand it here, but that is part of God's life, God's um, plan for our lives. Um, so, you know, with this in mind, what is gratitude? What is, uh, you know, be, being, being grateful? Uh, I like what Charles Spurgeon says. He said this, you say, if I had a little more, I should be satisfied. You make a mistake. If you're not content with what you have, you will not be satisfied if it were doubled. I think sometimes we think a little bit more. If I could just have this, if I could just earn this, if I could just achieve this, then I'll be satisfied, then I'll be happy, then I, I can be, I, I could have gratitude, I could be, you know, I could rejoice. And, and I think one of the things that God wants us to understand is that gratitude, that, that for us to be grateful for what we have right now is, is the attitude which you have all the time. Be grateful with what you have right now. Charles Stanley says, gratitude produces deep abiding joy because we know that God is working in us even through difficulties. Gratitude produces deep abiding joy because we know that God is working in us, even through difficulties. And I think when we have, we need to have a, an attitude of gratefulness, an attitude of gratitude in everything that we do. So <clears throat> gratitude, it's, it's the feeling or the quality of being grateful, of showing an expression of thanks. And the first thing, I, want, I just want to share three things with you this morning. The first thing I want to share is, number one, show gratitude with worship and praise. We, we read here in Psalm 103, in verses 1 to 5, in, in the um, ESV translation says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfied you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. There's something, there's something special uh, that takes place. Uh, I think, you know, when we understand that also worshiping and praising God, it should be part of, of showing God gratitude. Sometimes, you know, there are times I know in our lives when we feel like there isn't anything that we can give, when we feel kind of empty sometimes because of the circumstances, because of the things that we're going through. And I like 
I think I've heard someone said this, that the psalmist in, 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 in here in Psalm 103 in verses 1 uh, was kind of pushing himself to say, bless the Lord, O my soul, bless his holy name, kind of giving his soul an instruction. Today you're going to praise, today you're going to worship, today you're going to give praise to God. Even though you don't feel like it, even though you don't feel that you can do it, you're going to bless. My soul is going to bless the Lord. And the, the word that they use for, for praise or bless is, is uh, in the Hebrew is called is Barak. And, and it's a demonstration of reverence and an expression of praise. It's, it suggests that you kneel down in homage to God. So there is something special when we worship God, when we praise God, you know, when we kneel down, when we recognize that he is mighty, that he is our creator, that he deserves our praise, that he deserves our worship. Um, there is something that takes place. I think, like I said earlier, sometimes we might not feel like it. Sometimes we, we might feel there is we, that we're empty, that there isn't anything we can give. But when we worship God, when we praise God, when we maybe just kneel before him, the Holy Spirit will um, do something supernatural. And there's something special that takes place when we praise God. Uh, I like I like what the psalmist says here. He says, uh, and forget not all his benefits. Um, and what benefits are those? He says that he forgives, that he heals, that he redeems, that he crowns us with steadfast love and mercy. I think sometimes when we feel empty, when we feel like, when I said empty, I mean like when we, you know, when you have a, a car and the, the, the fuel is running low, that's what I mean empty. When our fuel is running low, when we feel that we can't, there isn't any much more we can give and we need to be refilled, that's when we need to kneel down before God. That's when we need to um, recognize that uh, you know, our, our attitude of gratitude should be one of praise and worship to God. Should be one, even when our soul doesn't feel like doing it, then we push ourselves and we say, my soul is going to praise the Lord. The, the Passion Translation, it's, um, it, you know, the wording that, that, that it says on this psalm, is, is, it's really nice. Uh, verse 2 says, Yahweh, you are my soul's celebration. How could I ever forget the miracles of kindness you've done for me? You kiss my heart with forgiveness in spite of all I've done. You've healed me inside and out from every disease. You've rescued me from hell and saved my life. You've crowned me with love and mercy. You satisfy my every desire with good things. You've supercharged my life so that I can soar again like a flying eagle in the sky. Verse 6, God, you, you are a God who makes things right, giving justice to the defenseless. There's something special when we worship God, that he even brings these thoughts of being grateful, these thoughts thoughts of being um, of gratitude in our hearts. Something begins to ignite when we begin to say, thank you, God. Thank you for my life. Sometimes we forget, you know, so, uh, there's a saying that says, you don't know what, uh, what you've got or you don't appreciate what you have until you lose it. 
and and I don't talk just about people. Sometimes it's even, you know, what we have. You know, I'm sure many of you have had this experience, you know, when you're cooking or doing something and all of a sudden, maybe you cut your little finger, maybe just your little finger that you don't think that's much in your body. Uh, and then all of a sudden you realize how painful this little finger gets every time you try to do something, you know, getting something from, from uh, high up or, or trying to even cook or even washing or even having a shower. You realize, oh, this is painful. You know, sometimes let us not be on the situation that we need to first lose something before we are grateful for what we have. Be grateful that you, God has given you a new day. To, to be alive, to worship his name. Be grateful that God has given you. I loved when I realized that I am a prosperous person because I thought prosperity had to do with having the best house, the most expensive house, the most expensive car, the most expensive clothes. You know, everything had to be the most expensive so I could be, so that I could feel that, you know, I, I had abundance. But then when I really understood what prosperity is it's to have a roof over my head to have a house or a place where i can live to have clothes that i can wear to have food to eat that was prosperity it changed my perspective it completely changed the way I, I view things now. And it's good. So in the same way, don't wait. Don't wait until you lose something to realize, actually, my life was good back then. My life was good. Why didn't I enjoy it? Enjoy what you have to do. Be when, when you have a, an attitude of gratitude, then you will enjoy what you do have now instead of, 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 wanted, of wa always wanting something more. Second thing. So that number one, uh, let's show gratitude in worship and praise. Number two, show gratitude for God's work in your life. Show gratitude for God's work in your life. Psalm 103 gives us loads of different things that we should be grateful to God for. So many things. He forgives us our sin. He doesn't punish us the way we should, we deserve to be punished because of our sins. He's been good to us. He's kind. But I want to read Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 20 to 24. This is the NIV translation. In the future, when your son asks you, what is the meaning of the stipulation, decrees, and laws the Lord our God has commanded you? Tell him, we were slaves in Pharaoh's, of Pharaoh in Egypt, but the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Before our eyes, the Lord sent signs and wonders, great and terrible, on Egypt and Pharaoh and his whole household. But he brought us out from there to bring us and give us the land he promised on oath to our ancestors. The Lord commanded us to obey all these decrees and to fear the Lord our God so that we might always prosper and be kept alive as it is the case today. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 20 to 24. In the future, when your sons ask you, what is the meaning of this? God, gratitude is also the is expressed by remembering what God has done in our lives. Because you know what? Um, as time goes by, we get in a better position. We, 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 be we begin to, you know, to receive God's blessing. And then kind of, we kind of forget where God took us and us from, you know, and then maybe you might think, okay, but you know, we, 
we weren't taken from slavery. You know, we that, that promise or that text is for the people, you know, for the Israelites who were taken as um who were taken from slavery into the promised land. But you know, maybe not literally is not for us because we were not taken from slaves from Egypt. But the Bible does tell us in Romans chapter six, verse 70, that we were slaves of sins. But thanks, verse 17 says, but thanks be to God that you who, who were once slaves of sins have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed. You know, we were all once slaves of sins, you know, and God has changed our lives. So I, you know, all of us, the way where God took us from or where God called us, different backgrounds, different experience, different things. But one thing that we should remember is God's goodness in our lives. So we can have that attitude of gratitude gratitude um, to be grateful for everything the Lord has done in us to show to show others that you know or maybe um, how God has been working in our lives you know I think this is this is the power where your testimony becomes powerful not what you did because you know uh, what we did before we got to know Christ, or before Christ called us, or before He saved us, it, it's it, 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 all that mess was what the enemy tried to do in our lives to kill us, to destroy us, to to completely rip our lives apart. That that was the work of the enemy. Our testimony is how God changed that curse, changed that horrible experiences in our life and has turned it for his blessing. For us, you know, to show um, the, this gratitude, this thankfulness to God that we, we are not who we were and we are not, and our past should not dictate, dictate where we're going that our present right now is much more important than our, that we, you know, the past has made kind of a platform for us, whether it was good or bad, it is, is where we stand. But right now we stand in Christ, in what he has done for us. And that's what we need to remember. We need to remember God's works in our lives, what he has done. You know, sometimes we forget uh, the things that God has done for us in the past and, and those are things in, important things that we should remember so that we can always have, have a, an attitude of gratitude you know and when we pray god can we can say lord thank you thank you lord i want to remember today how you know i i there was this situation that happened in my life and how you took me out from there lord i trust in you lord i know that my life is in your hands lord i know that you have control of my life Amen. And then lastly, the last thing, the, the third thing is let's show gratitude for God's grace. God's grace in our lives. Now, this word grace, you know, it, I mean, there could be loads of different teachings about grace. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to just summarize very briefly on this. Grace in the Hebrew it, it's, is the word Chanan, and in the Greek is the word charis, meaning the state of kindness and favor towards someone. I like that. The state of kindness and favor towards someone, often with a focus on a benefit 
given to the object. Now, when I read this, I was thinking God has an, a, a total state of kindness and favor on my life. So you can say the same for you. God has a total state of kindness and favor towards me, towards me as his daughter, as, as his son. That is, that is where you walk, in a total state of kindness and favor. God has his favor, his kindness upon your life. Now, I think it's important when we talk about gratitude to kind of look at the opposite so that we, I, I told you earlier, let us not be those people who are, um, who have to lose something before they understand that they should be grateful for what they do have. In gratitude, it's the opposite of gratitude. The Bible actually tells us that, you know, when there is ingratitude, there is bitterness. And the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14 and 15, strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. You know, one thing that will kind of push us away from, from gratitude is to be ungrateful. It's to um, allow bitterness in our heart. You know, to always look at others and say, no, why, why does God always have to bless that person? That is bitterness. Why does this always happen to me? That is bitterness. There is something when there is still bitterness in our heart, there's something that God needs to heal. And, and Psalm, 103, Psalm 103 says that God heals all of our sickness. I think uh, ingratitude or bitterness could be a sickness, a spiritual sickness, always looking at the worst situation, the worst outcome, instead of looking at the good things, instead of, of focusing on the good things, always focusing on the bad stuff. When there is ingratitude, um, there is that's a show that also shows pride. And uh, pride is one of the things God really dislikes. Psalm 138 verse 6 says, in the Passion Translation says, For though you are lofty and exalted, you stoop to embrace the lowly, yet you keep your distance from those filled with pride. God looks at a distance those who are prideful. And I think this one is a, a one that we really need to... Um, Ask the, the Lord, and, and, and that's why when we have gratitude in our heart, <clears throat> there can be pride. When you have gratitude, when you are grateful towards some something, when you are always in your in your in your words, in your mouth, the thank you word. Thank you, not just to God, but thank you even to the people around you. Something changes when there is a heart, when we when our heart um has um ingratitude when our heart is filled with ingratitude or the opposite of, of being grateful it also uh, you know that these bad things like jealousy uh, things that like bitterness begin to show so we need to ask the holy spirit to fill us with his gratitude with his love with his kindness to let us see what he has given us god has blessed us with so many things he, you know, when we, when we remember 
the things that God has done in our lives and maybe even share with other people, something changes. That is our testimony, what God has done in my life, what God has changed in my life, that grace, that state of favor that God wants us to be on. First Corinthians chapter 15, verses 9 to 11 on the Passion Translation says this, the Apostle Paul is talking, yes, I am the most insignificant of all the apostles, unworthy even to be called an apostle, because I hunted, hunted down believers and persecuted God's church. But God's amazing grace has made me who I am. And his grace to me was not fruitless. In fact, I work harder than all the rest, yet not in my own strength, but God's. For his empowering grace is poured upon me, so that this is what we all have taught you. And whether it was through me or someone else, you have now believed the gospel. I think this is the attitude we should all have. An attitude that God's amazing grace has made me who I am. When we have this, I, um, I think it's when we understand and understand our identity in Christ, when we understand God's favor, God's grace in our lives, then something changes within us. And then I like what the apostles say, it is God's amazing grace who has made me who I am. That's what we should all say. It is God's amazing grace who has made me who I am. And, uh, uh, you know, if I work hard, it's not, you know, because of what I did. It's because of God's own strength in my life and and i and the last verse is important it says so this is what we are we all have taught you and whether it was through me or someone else you have now believed the gospel we are all servants of god and one of the things we should all do is share the gospel of christ wherever we are but how much, you know, there's a power that takes place when we share the gospel of Christ with gratitude. When people see this attitude of gratitude, of this attitude of, of being thankful all the time, something changes. God's grace in our lives causes us to preach, to proclaim, to testify, and to live what our Savior has done for us. Because we are constantly in that state, state of kindness and favor that's upon our lives. First Peter chapter five, verse six to 11 says, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of sufferings are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Now, my prayer this morning is that we will be able to show gratitude, firstly, to
towards God, and secondly, to each other. And just like the apostle prayed here, that the God, the God of grace, the God of all grace who has called you will restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. That is my prayer for us this morning. May the God of all grace who has called us, may he restore us, confirm us, strengthen us, and establish us. I, I pray, brothers and sisters, that this morning our hearts will be hearts filled with gratitude, that our hearts will be hearts filled with prayer, praying at all times, just like we read earlier, praying at all times, praying you know, through every circumstance, pray, praying without ceasing, praying um, that the will of God will be done in our lives, just like Jesus did, like the prayer we are learning with the children. Uh, our Father, you know, he's taught us through Jesus to pray, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let, let us pray, and uh, I pray that this week you will have an attitude of gratitude. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, because your word is so precious. It, 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 when we read it, Lord, uh, we can feel being cleansed. We can feel being renewed. We can feel being strengthened. Father, thank you because you are kind and you are thoughtful and you are gentle towards us, Father. And you have not uh, given us uh, what we deserve because of our sins. Instead, Lord, you have shown mercy. Your mercy is new every morning. Your love to over our lives, Father, is, is higher than we could ever imagine, is deeper than we could ever understood, understand. And Father, I pray, Lord, may you strengthen us, Lord. May you guide us, Father. May you establish us, Father. May you restore, Father, we pray right now, Lord. Take away any root of bitterness. Take away any anger. Take away, Lord, any uh, jealousy, any desire, Father, that is not from you, Father. We ask you today to take it away and to forgive us, Father, for allowing these things in our lives, Father. We do not accept the darts of the enemy, Father, but today we stand strong, through prayer, through gratitude, we stand strong, Lord, being thankful uh, for what you have given us, Lord. Thank you for our pastors. Thank you for the leaders in the church. Thank you for the elders, Father. Thank you for my brothers and sisters who are standing in the gap through prayer, through fasting. Thank you, Father, for my brothers and sisters doing so much work that sometimes goes untold, that sometimes goes uh, maybe not perceived by the rest of the church, but you have kept a record of their love and their work for you, Father. So today I, I lift up a prayer of, of appreciation for their lives, Father. May you reward what they've done in silence, what they've done uh, in secret. May you reward them 
publicly father i just thank you so much lord because father through through your word you strengthen us father thank you because today is a day to raise to lift up our voices and to say thank you father thank you for your grace thank you for your love thank you for your mercy thank you for your forgiveness thank you father because you have changed our lives and we are not the same Father, you have made us a new creation and we are grateful. We are so thankful for your love and for your grace upon our lives. And Father, I pray, may you bless every mom today. May you comfort them. May you fill them with joy and love, Lord. Father, thank you. We give you all glory. We give you all praise. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen.